Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 279. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Road Andy. Yes, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. All right, Andy. Um, have you seen the PSA for New York recently about what to do if you're uh, <laughs> facing a nuclear attack? Definitely not, no. Yeah, so this aired in New York or where online or maybe everywhere in New York just this week, I think on like Monday. Uh, it's a PSA on on what to do if uh, you know there's a, a nuclear attack. It doesn't state you know anything uh, you know any context as to why or anything. But was there like a shadow in the shape of Putin or anything? That's no, no. Press the button. Green screen everything. Uh, but it's like get inside fast. Get into a building. Yeah. Move away from windows. Stay inside. Shut the doors and windows. Go to the middle of the building. Get clean immediately. Remove clothing and shower with soap or shampoo. And stay tuned. Follow media. Sign up for Notify New York City. Officials will send wireless emergency alerts. Stay put. What the hell is that? You got to be ready. I mean, I would just go right into the subways, right? And just start being a subway person. Be a mole man. A mole man or something, you know? That's the future then if that ever happens. Isn't that like in, was it World War One and two days where people would just be walking around with that, you know, gas mask with a little like hose down to a filter and it's horrifying yeah. looking pictures. When, I mean, from like uh, when they would use the gas on people in the trenches and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, are we going to be walking around yeah. with those again? And it's not going to be in an ironic way. I mean, there's a lot of good fiction about people living in subways after nuclear war and stuff like that. Like uh, the Planet of the Apes. Terminator sequel where they keep going further into the subway and they realize like oh there's still humans living in here but they have like psychic powers now is what is that um also is it judge dread or one of those post-apocalyptic kind of futures where like there's a whole bunch of people underground in the old city yeah it's demolition man demolition yeah man. Yeah. yeah yeah with dennis leary is like leading them and they eat rat burgers yeah 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 man He's like, rat like, okay <laughs> Very weird. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's the next attack is look out in New York City. I think yeah. that PSA didn't air anywhere else. Not in Toronto. <laughs> I would go after Toronto first, cut us off from the north. That, that's Canada, uh, though. Oh, we're all, we're all one continent. No, we're, we're not. All, we're all unified against Putin. I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I would just hope we'd shoot it down in the air. Yeah, I thought they have that technology. I don't know. What do the Israelis do, right? They shoot all that stuff down. Yeah. I guess those aren't nukes. Those are just regular ass rockets. I think they just watch the sum of all fears and they're yeah. like, well, we, should, we need to be prepared. Yeah. Give us $1 million of government funding and we'll put this PSA commercial together. Can't like Bruce Wayne just like fly in a helicopter and pick up the nuke and then he drives away, right? I think that's how it goes mm -hmm. usually. Don't you don't know. even know if he's alive so, or dead. Yeah. Uh scary though. I don't I don't know. Nuclear attacks, Andy. Holy moly. All right. I have a very bizarre story that happened to me today driving on the freeway. Um this is a local story. Uh I was on the 22 freeway, Andy, going towards my home in Long Beach on that 
it's a very long stretch of freeway where it's all Russell Westbrook Hyundai. Yeah, right there all where right. all the car dealerships are, and it's very crowded. I think it's like one o'clock or something like that in the afternoon, and um, a lot of cars on the freeway. This orange, obnoxious Dodge, like Challenger charger one of those cars that looks like a grandma car uh comes flying in from the carpool lane changes lanes uh like three lanes immediate gets in front of me tries to continue going an extra lane but there was two cars there blocking so it couldn't the back window rolls down it's all tinted (laughs) windows all over the place the back window rolls down and a guy i kid you not andy it's probably 20s something like that 20 year old guy sits on top of the door like where the windowsill is so his whole torso is outside of the car on the freeway going 80 miles an hour and looks back at these cars and me included i think and just starts like yelling and throwing his fingers in the air he didn't flip us off but like i don't know gang signs or something and uh the cars kind of make way He, he finagles in and now he's in the slowest lane and he's there's big rigs everywhere. And I'm past him at this point because they had to slow down because it's the slow lanes over there. And uh, next I hear like his exhaust going and they've gone on the shoulder. Uh, what is that? Jingle all the way style and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> flying down the road. This guy's still hanging out of the car, sitting on the windowsill. And they just fly by, kicking up dust and rocks all over the place because it's the freeway, like the side of the freeway. And they get off the, the, the freeway. Horrifying, scary, and everyone's a lunatic. I don't know. I think the fact that every, everything shut down for two years and now it's just like people were already assholes back then. Now it's just like no one gives a shit either. And then it's like, well, I'm going to be a douche. Unbelievable. Couldn't believe it. Middle of the day. Yeah, there's no other rival gang chasing him. Like Jason Statham wasn't in another car. I didn't see a single other car following him. I I don't know. A cop helicopter. I wish. There's never a cop around. Jake Gyllenhaal driving an ambulance or anything like that. (laughs) Maybe he was in the in the the car. I don't know. Yeah. But never seen a guy hang outside of a car on a freeway going you know eighty to ninety miles an hour. He stayed out of the window. They must have been doing something stupid for YouTube, and that's part of the reason why I hate social media and all that kind of crap because everyone everywhere thinks they're going to be famous and they're going to do all those dumb goofs or gags or chuck milk in the air like they fell at the grocery store oh let's get famous huh fuck you uh so yeah i got very upset and you're like well i don't know is this guy gonna pull out an uzi who the hell knows what's gonna happen well thankfully that didn't happen not then maybe check the orange county register or something I don't know. yeah look for a story later uh, so very bizarre. All right. Well, moving right along, we do have some good news. Uh, if you recall a while back, I had read that uh, Peacock was like, we're not going to bring our big stuff to the to the streaming service 45 days later. Get real nerd. And it actually had me, you know, like kind of bummed because it's like, well, I'm not going to go to the theater to see Jurassic Park if it's going to be in my family room in, you know, 15 more days. Like I can wait. Uh, well, I read this morning, Jurassic Park and Black Phone are slated to stream this Friday on uh, Peacock. Well, you were wrong. Why is that? Uh, they're $20. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't read that. Yeah, they're doing that thing. So it's available. 
stream for 20 bucks. <laughs> so. Do you own it at that point? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it's that's it. That's obnoxious. I just yeah. went from pretty pleased with Peacock to nope. Yeah, I have a related story on this. So um, when we get to that, but yeah, they're they don't know what they're doing. These places don't really haven't figured it out yet. So um, at least that's the thing I read like a couple days ago. It was like, hey, you'll be able to watch it at home, but for twenty bucks. I'm like, oh yeah. Who actually right. does that? Other than I like did that really- with Corella, but. That, well, that I, was that was a different time. And yeah, I, exactly. You couldn't really go to the theater. Yeah, so it's uh, confirmed that uh, Jurassic World you can rent or purchase digitally, but yeah, it's not going to be uh, on Peacock. Okay, so. yeah, that's obnoxious. So I either just misread that or they were ill-informed. Uh, yeah, it looks like it'll actually, as you're listening, you can pre or you can purchase it now on the 14th. It's expected thirty dollars is what you're going to pay though. So. I do suppose (laughs) if you boil it down, that's the price of two movie tickets to see it. Yeah, but it's at home and everything. I saw it for free this weekend again. How much are you paying a month for your uh, little pass? It's 25. So you have to see at least two movies a a month. So if you see three, you're you're good. Yeah. But also, I don't know. Can you cancel at any time? It was a, a a three month commitment, but that's because they give you one month free. So I don't know how that works. So you, you could you could basically pay fifty bucks and get get it for three months because they'll give you one month for free. Because so. I don't know, I feel like we're going into a lull. There's nothing. There's no big movies coming out. Yeah, it's all over after this store. So yeah, I guess there's a there's a Jordan Peele movie. I don't um, really need to see that. I don't think. Like yeah. they, I saw an extended trailer the last time I was at the theater. It's like I feel like I saw the whole thing. Yeah, I don't like. I was trying to like close my eyes. Like, why do they like, do oh, that? Keith David's dead. Why would you do that? Like, the first trailer shows Keith David there, and then second trailer was like he's in the hospital and someone killed pops. And I'm like, what the fuck? What do you, why? Don't tell me that. I don't need to know that. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, there's there's some weird ass uh, Michael Sarah as a a beagle who learns kung fu that's coming out this week yeah so. that trailer i have not uh, been able to avoid looks god awful <laughs> so that's a giant cat or something yeah that's that's what's coming out this this year um yeah i don't know what what's big i mean so there's big shit coming out there's fucking the rock is in black adam but that's yeah, not until okay. the fall you know yeah well so. either way that's a big letdown because uh although spider-man whatever the new one is multiverse uh, is on stars on Friday. So that they can't take away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Willem Dafoe made it be what they did get though is, so I had a free or not free, but four months of stars instead of eight ninety nine a month, two ninety nine a month for four months. Well, yeah. that four month ended like yesterday or something. So they knew what they were doing. Yeah. I got ghostbusters out of it. But I honestly looked I looked as like, hmm, I could cancel this and just rent the movie for six dollars. But yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Might as well have it for a month. And I don't know. There's really not a lot of stuff on stars to watch, but you never know. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for bumming me out, Andy. <laughs> uh in more of a bummer world, uh James Kahn and Tony Sirico, Sirico passed away uh, in the last couple of days at the age of 82 for Jimmy and uh, 79 for Tony. 
You yeah, know, obviously, James Caan from everything, including uh, Sonny Corleone from Godfather, of course, which I just recently watched, as well as uh, the father of uh, Mr. Elf, Will Ferrell. Yeah, really uh, spanning the, the genres there with those those two films. But Yeah. Um, and that was so long ago. It seems like, oh, that's a recent movie, right? It's like, oh, no, actually, that was a long time ago, so. I was trying to think, what has he been in that much stuff uh, recently? And I guess isn't not. he also the guy that tries to buy the newlywed wife with Nicholas. Nick Cage in Vegas? Yeah, is yeah, that Honeymoon movie. in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. So Nick Cage did two Vegas movies in like the span of two years. Well, they also very different vibes. Very different vibes. <laughs> they did the uh, same thing, Volcano and. The uh, Dante's Peak kind of thing with this. I think they're like a yeah. year apart in the early 90s where it's, oh, is it Indecent Proposal where Robert Redford's like, I'm going to yeah, buy your wife. Yeah, it's the same plot. It's the same plot. But it's just not as, I think one's supposed to be funny. The other one's yeah, not. Yeah, the Nick Cage movie is a silly comedy. And yeah. I've seen that one because I feel like that was on Comedy Central when I was a kid. Yeah, that seems right. I don't like I've seen the Robert Redford one with Demi, Demi Moore. It's on like HBO or something. I saw. Yeah, interesting. Um, saw the little poster, whatever you want to call those little things. Yeah, the tile. Yep. Uh, and obviously, we know Tony Sirico uh, from Sopranos, among other yeah. things. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with him uh, in the last year. Watched the whole series over a span of a few months or something. But yeah, he's definitely a fan favorite character. Added so much to that, like. I think in real life he was maybe involved in some uh, organized crime, but wasn't like, so he wasn't an actor to start with. So he just added some legitimacy, but added the comedy. That's what he really needed there. And the wings. How did you do that? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, is that a costume choice that that he makes or how's it work? I don't know. Yeah, pretty good. Um, But yeah, that's, I mean, good, good lives, but still sad. Yeah. We get to we get to uh, honor them by you know a great the work. James Con movie you should watch and I don't have you tell me if you've seen it you ever see Misery yes okay I don't think many people have um, especially it's a big movie but I don't yeah but in our age range yeah. uh, it's a good one I mean Kathy Bates is you know no pun intended killer um, it's a fun movie yeah, yeah it's a big Stephen King uh, great song to to start it off uh shotgun i don't remember but when he's driving before he uh i don't want to give anything else away yeah yeah i should probably watch that again then but i know you can watch it on showtime oh do not have showtime i don't currently either at the moment until they combine that with paramount i'm i'm just gonna avoid their whole company yeah what are you guys doing like i said these people don't know what they're doing so that's an easy uh idea right there yeah, I'm waiting for that too. I guess. All right. Well, the rest of the world has that. That's what. That's why I'm bringing that up. I mean, that's the same. It's the same company. It's literally Paramount, Viacom, or whatever. So in the rest of the world, Showtime doesn't exist. It's just part of Paramount Plus. It's like, hey, that's oh, a good idea. You know? So we're getting gypped. Yeah, I see. Okay. And I keep getting their ads that they're like Showtime. No, Paramount Plus. They're like, we're in over a hundred countries now. We're committed to good stuff and like all right okay whatever i don't think i'm gonna watch a yeah. whole lot when i'm overseas but <laughs> you know that trip but is winding could. down andy yeah 
Three mm. months, 22 days. Yep. There's a countdown from United, uh, a little widget on my phone. Yeah, you're watching some like Rolling Stones documentaries or something? Learning, Listening uh, to them. Learning about the uh, culture. <laughs> when we get closer, I'm going to dive in. I've been just geeking out on trying to like look for the price of the Polaris seats to go down. They're currently uh, like six grand to get there or get home because that's a direct flight upgrade. There from Boston to uh, London is like two grand a seat upgrade. So in three months, I think that's going to drop. I want to pay like 500 a seat upgrade to go from Boston there because that's the red eye, Andy. I want to get some sleep yeah. in a lay flat bed. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Um, let's talk about this really quick because we were just talking about the streaming after 45 day of, uh, days. Elvis uh, is off the table as well. Yeah, so uh, Boz Lerman confirmed that uh, Elvis will not be on HBO Max 45 days after the release. So um, remember, this was what Warner was committed to. This was earlier in the year. They said, yeah, this is our new plan. They followed through with the Batman that did come out 45 days later. Uh, but since then, new management at Warner Brothers, uh, that CEO who made that commitment is gone and the Discovery Channel team is now in place and uh, seems like they're making some changes. So uh, it's strange that Warner Brothers hasn't had a, a release since then, I don't think, or nothing big at least. So Elvis, not that I can think Elvis of. and the Batman, there was really nothing. Um, oh, you know, there was. It was that Harry Potter thing, which oh. was a huge flop. Yeah, it didn't seem like um, a real movie. <clears throat> and that did come 45 days later. But yeah, now Elvis, their next big thing. And it's like, nope, no thanks. We're not doing it. Uh, so that won't come. That will come to HBO Max eventually, but not till the fall. Well, you can pre-order so. that. How do they set the pricing here? You can pre-order Elvis. Doesn't have a date uh, at all, but 25 bucks. But then yeah. you can pre-order Top Gun for 20 bucks. Just all over the place, whatever they want to do. Uh, so I think what, what's happening here, <clears throat> especially with you know all the the struggles that Netflix had, people are like, maybe streaming isn't the most important thing. Maybe we still got to make money other ways. I think these uh, studios don't want to affect their box office by you know having the movie out and streaming right away. Yeah. Um, but also, they don't want to lose that other revenue stream of people actually renting it so it seems like there's a plan like so you know six weeks to eight weeks after it comes out in theaters put it out to rent for 20 bucks and it's like well not many people are going to do that but that's that's all profit to you right you already made the movie so why not try to get that revenue stream and then it'll be a five dollar rental at some point and then it'll be on the streaming service uh, hopefully not too long, but uh, it's not going to be this 45-day thing it looks like going forward with uh, Warner Brothers movies. So um, Disney did put Doctor Strange on their thing 45 days later, but um, I don't think anyone's ever had like, a hard commitment to this anymore. Like you said, uh, uh, Universal is not doing that with their movies. They're not coming 45 days later, but they are coming eventually to Peacock, so... Um, it seems like that was like a an experiment and probably only is going to happen in the first half of this year. And now it's it's over. So yeah, now I don't know what um, to do. I saw I the mean, movie it, pass for yeah. this month and I almost went and saw actually Jurassic Park. But uh, the theater was actually full. We were going to see it on Sunday yeah. and the theater yeah. was full. You had some asshole that did uh, like every other seat instead of. Yeah. Bunch them together pricks. Uh, so we couldn't go. 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've noticed with my my past because I'll just look like, oh, do I want to see something just in the middle of the day? Like I, I went uh, mid Saturday because it's like it's hot. I'm gonna go to the movie theater. That's so, what we were gonna cold. do. Oh, Sunday though. Yeah, it's cold. So uh, I just like what what's playing right now? And Top Gun was like completely sold out in the middle of the day, eight weeks later or whatever this is. Uh, and Jurassic World wasn't, but there were still a lot of people for movie that's been out a month um yeah so it seems like i I think at least here people are going back to the movies i think this was like it's on pace to be one of the best months they've had so it's like it's not completely back to what it was but it's pretty good people are going to the movies again so um so that's another reason why these people like actually maybe not put it on streaming we're not desperate anymore Uh, yeah wait we can make make our money so um yeah, so what it does mean is Elvis will come to HBO Max uh, probably, I don't know, September, October or something. So you can watch it then, but it's not going to be quick anymore. So Yeah. 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 And see. we'll have to see what Disney decides with their stuff. Um, no, no confirmation on Lightyear um, or Thor when those are coming to Disney+. Plus. I mean, they yeah. will come to Disney+, Plus, but we don't know the timing. So. There's a chance I watched the Disney+, Plus uh, Lightyear one on the plane in four yeah. months, but... I'm not in a movie. hurry to watch it. I'm still mad. It should have been Tim Allen. I don't care. Oh, no, but they did it this way. Doesn't, I don't like it. Yeah. I think he, that's why a lot of people are like, no, yeah, he's not my light year. They're just holding out. Yeah. All right. Well, um, tell us about a show that was canceled the day it was set to air. Yeah. So this is a, actually another story about the weird management at uh, Warner Brothers now. Um, so there's a show called Chad on TBS. Um, you might remember the previews or the commercials for it. Very annoying. Uh, the comedian Nassim Padrad of she used to be on SNL playing like a seventh grade boy. And it's like, this looks terrible, but I guess if you watched it, it's not bad, but it looks so annoying to me that I never even gave it a chance. Yeah. It uh, looks this, like a bad skit. Yeah. This was coming back for season two. Uh, I was about to, I think it was also, it's out. a TBS show. So it's just like, well, yeah, so it was on TBS. Did they not um, do a rerun of King of Queens for yeah. this half hour. <laughs> So um, it was set to premiere, I think, this week, this Monday, um, season two already. So it's all done. It means everything's filmed. But uh, recently they they had announced that they weren't going forward with any original programming on the, the Turner networks uh, going forward. But there were shows that were already on the air and were going to finish up. Um, but they weren't going to do anything new. But I guess here in the last minute, they decided to uh, pull it from the schedule. And uh, they also pulled a lot of those shows from HBO Max. And the new management decided to kind of like, I don't know, quarantine these Turner shows and not put them as part of the HBO Max branding or something. I don't know what the, the idea is, but they're like, we can we're going to actually license these out to other streamers. We'll sell so the rights going to pick it up. Yes. Yeah, so they'll sell the, They'll make money off of Chad by selling it to Netflix. So like before HBO Max existed, a lot of those TBS shows like uh, The Last OG were um on netflix so it's like they were making money this way they're like well we don't make any money off of if we just put it on hbo max we're not making money off of it but if we could sell it to netflix netflix for who knows five bucks it's five bucks you know yeah i'm not gonna turn it down so uh but a strange decision that it's like just let it air on tbs for the for the people who were like waiting for it like that sucks but because it's it's not like there is a done deal for any of this stuff it's just indefinitely just stuck out there who knows um and at all the people who made the show. It's like, that fucking sucks. It's not their fault. They didn't, yeah. they didn't ask for the company to get sold and have the discovery channel take it over, which um, is it, worrying because it's like, 
I think a lot of people think Discovery Channel and just think like cool nature stuff, but like yeah, how they put an orca whale yeah, in the show? Ninety percent of Discovery Channel is like garbage reality, so it's like this is not that's not great. Um, people taking it over, but um, yeah, hopefully this is just a one-off thing and not further signs of these people fucking around with stuff. Like, don't. Well, it'd be nice if they could figure out how to figure out how to put home improvement back on. <laughs> they don't own. God damn it! It's just lost someone. That guy will have to die, whoever owns the, like the co-production company or something. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm such a, I'm doing it such a poor way. I'm literally, I think I, did I talk about this on the, here yet? I mean, your campaign against Hulu or whatever. <laughs> like I, I bought one episode for two bucks yeah. on iTunes because it was a vacation one. I was like, oh, this is fun. I'm going on vacation. And then I was like, well, I had one potato chip. I want some more. But I'm not paying $20 for a show from 1992 in low definition on iTunes. Like, F that. So I looked around and Amazon Prime actually had reasonable pricing for by the season. First season's nine bucks. The other seasons are all, well, some of them are randomly $20, but most of them are about $13. So I bought, I think like season three or something for 13 bucks. So now I have an episode on iTunes. I have a season on Amazon. Yeah. And it's like, why don't I just bite the bullet, pay $70 to have all 200 and whatever episodes on iTunes all in one place. Now, because you know, I'm, that's the next step. Like, I'm going to finish all 25 episodes of the season. Like, ah, damn it, I need more. And instead of checking into rehab, I'm going to need to buy the rest of the seasons. And now I'm going to have a mess. Yeah. I'll sell you this season on Amazon, Andy, does it work like that? I don't think so. I think that's why how they make money off of that shit. It'd be nice if you could cash it back in, like return it or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, know. yeah, Amazon's somewhat friendly with returns, but not if it's like a year later. <laughs> it's been like a week, probably. Yeah. I don't know when I bought it. Was actually. not a Prime Day deal? <laughs> no, no, no. I should look. Maybe it's on Prime. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Uh, we're talking about Emmys. Yeah, some so improvement nominated. It it wasn't. They don't. They don't retroactively nominate things. Oh. Um, it probably was back in the day. I'm sure, it only, had to. There's have been. only one network. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna look this up. 1990s. Uh, let's see. Uh, Home Improvement season one was nominated here. I uh, lost to Murphy Brown. Uh, se- season two it lost to Seinfeld. No complaints. And uh, then it was never nominated again. So that's such bullshit lie. Yeah. You're a liar. Yeah, let me see if uh, Tim Allen ever got a. Uh, Let's Wikipedia. just go to IMDb. Wikipedia is great here. Up all their awards. Uh, let's see. Tim Allen uh, was nominated in '93, lost to Ted Danson. I don't even know how to uh, for for Cheers, and then he was never nominated again. Wow, they really turned on him. Wow, that's too bad. I mean, yeah. what a what a lineup here in '93. Won seven Emmys. Well, I'm looking at individual awards here. Prime so ni- time Emmy '99. Outstanding okay. lighting direction. <laughs> okay. Uh, 93 best best comedic actors. Pretty pretty loaded here. Ted Danson, Tim Allen, John Goodman, Jerry Seinfeld, and Gary Shandling. So that was a tough, it tough won year. Best lighting two years in a row. And in yeah. 99, it won uh, oh, it was a nominee for uh, best music and most lyrics. power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so. Burt Reynolds was nominated in 92, or he won in 1991 for a show called Evening Shade that I've never heard of my, of my life. 
I think I knew every sitcom from the late 80s, early 90s. Never heard of this fucking thing. Burt well, Reynolds, one, one. an ex-professional football player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Never fucking heard of this. This sounds like right up my alley. Why was this never? Did it like, is this was like a, a home improvement thing where it just got pulled? Someone owned a, the rights to it and never Probably. allowed it out or something? Andy, it That's won cool. almost every year after like season two or three for lighting. Donald A. Morgan. It's a real winner. Must have been some real good lighting. Outstanding individual achievement in lighting direction, electronic for a comedy series. Yeah. It's good stuff. That's outstanding. You think um, Richard Carn himself was working on it? He must have. Yeah. I, I would trust that he knew what he's doing. I mean, Tim Allen, we know he's just a comedian playing a role, but, you know. But I'll tell you what, that it still makes me laugh. I haven't seen most of these episodes in several years. And usually when you're a kid and you watch something, you love it. And then you watch it 20 years later, like that was really dumb. Not the case. It's, it's still wonderful. Obviously, it's old, but you get past that pretty fast. All right. Well, I, I just want to confirm for you. Tim Allen did win a Golden Globe in 1995, though. So in your face. Yeah. Was that for the Santa Claus? No, for for home improvement okay uh, he also he won the nickelodeon kids choice awards like five years in a row yeah i'd that assume is, that's not deal. he's probably yeah. still winning he's gonna get it win, win then this year yeah for uh the santa claus tv show yeah and the nick the nick is that even a thing nick nickelodeon kids choice awards damn that's i'm sure flashbacks yeah i remember that shit back in the day i never watched you think it. they slimed him oh yeah he definitely got slimed yeah even though that was a he was a disney guy yeah, he's still he's working for the enemy there, but yeah, definitely had to be slimed. Just Google it. Just Google Tim Allen being slimed. Um, we were talking about the Emmys, <laughs> not Tim yeah. Allen, but well, I don't care about the Emmys. Yeah. Well, I want to go through them. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, so I'm going to start here with an outstanding comedy series. There's a ton of nominees in all these categories now. I think it's just nice to have like everyone nominated. But um, so Abbott Elementary first year show on ABC is nominated. So that's interesting because. The network shows just don't get nominations anymore. So uh, I haven't seen this one. I'm sure it's good, but it's just hard for me to like, be like, should I watch an ABC show? I guess that's what, that would be on Hulu then. I could watch it. But uh, Barry, so for season three, nominated uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, Hacks, uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and What We Do in the Shadows. So uh, that's exciting for me. I like that show that just... Uh, came back this week. Haven't watched it yet, but season four. So um, cool to get see that show get recognized in its third season. So uh, versus like only murder in the building. That's the first season that this was nominated for because. Uh, yeah, it's for shows that started, I think, June of 21 to May of 22 is, is the, uh, the the time period here. So some older stuff here. Uh, an outstanding drama series. You have Better Call Saul. Uh, Euphoria, Ozark, uh, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Succession, and Yellow Jackets. So uh, there's just so much TV. Out of all those shows, there's only one of those that I watch. That's like kind of crazy. I think I'm somebody who watches a lot of TV, watches a lot of different stuff. Um, someday I will watch Succession, but um, yeah, I've never did Ozark. Um, yeah, I never got into that either. Yeah, Squid Game was like, nah, I don't want to do that. It's too culturally popular. Uh, but also, it's a, it is a foreign language show that's kind of impressive. But that was such a phenomenon. Um, and then I Yellow Jackets is actually making a yeah reality competition <laughs> or some bullshit about it. 
Yeah, which is like that's not the point, I guess. Uh, Yellow Jackets on Showtime. I wanted to see the show, but again, it's Showtime. Like, yeah, I saw that. Um, like, watch this, and yeah. I never did. I don't um, know. It's about like bees or some shit. No, <laughs> it's about uh, like a high school soccer team that their plane crashes and they have to survive in the wilderness. But then well, half half the show is like twenty years later. So it's a very interesting premise. I wanted to watch. Why it, but... would the cover of it be like a cheerleader <laughs> with a bee in her mouth or some crap? It's it like looked Candyman. Yeah. Um, outstanding limited or anthology series. This is a big category now because like everything is one of those. So uh, there's five nominees here: Dope Sick, The Dropout, Venting Anna, Pam and Tommy, and The White Lotus. So I've um, seen a couple of those. Yeah, Inventing Anna didn't get strong. good good reviews. And, I didn't watch that. And somehow it made it in here. Netflix paid them off or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think Dope Six should probably win this of that category. I've watched uh, three of those, and that was my favorite of that. So, um, And then for um, lead actor in a comedy series, Donald Glover, Bill Hader, um, Nicholas Holt for The Great, uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short, and then Jason Sudeikis. So... Uh, Nicholas Holt is kind of like the outlier here. Like these are all, those are all people who've worked in comedy and uh, all have some relation to Lorne Michaels. <laughs> That's three people that were cast members on SNL. And then Steve Martin, who was um, on it more than anyone who wasn't a cast member. And then Donald Glover wrote for 30 rock. And, and then it's like Nicholas Holt, a British actor. And he's great in that, that role. So that's uh, interesting. Uh, then lead actress in a comedy you got uh, the marvelous Miss Ma- Mrs. Maisel herself, Rachel Brosnahan. I think she's nominated every year the show exists. But uh, Quinta Brunson, the star of Abbott Elementary, which I mentioned earlier, uh, Kaylee Cuoco for the the flight attendant. I'm gonna guess she was on The Big Bang Theory for like 18 years and never was nominated, and uh, gets a new show and gets a nomination. That's that's great. Uh, Elle Fanning for The Great, uh, Issa Rae for Insecure, and Gene Smart for Hacks. Um, I can't really comment on it. I don't think I watched any of those. Oh, I watched The Great, which so that would have to be my pick there. Uh, and then we got our uh, last two uh, categories here. Uh, lead actor in a drama, Jason Bateman, Brian Cox, uh, a guy from Squid Game, Lee Jung Jae. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, uh, Adam Scott for Severance. So that's, that's cool for him. Always a big Adam Scott fan. And this is a more of a dramatic show. Uh, so that's cool. And then uh, Jeremy Strong also for Succession. So very good. You would think the two Succession people probably canceled each other out. So can Bob Odenkirk win this one? Um, and the way uh, Better Call Saul it split up their season, they'll be back next year. They'll be eligible next year. So season six A uh, started in May and ended in June, and now season six B uh, just started this week. So. It's not their last chance. So I think sometimes they like to reward people for their last chance, but um, that's not the case for Bob Odenkirk. Uh, We got uh, lead actress in a drama, uh, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, uh, along with Sandra Oh for Killing Eve, uh, Laura Linney in Ozark, Melanie Linsky in Yellow Jackets, uh, Reese Witherspoon in The Morning Show, and uh, Zendaya, the biggest star in the world right now, Zendaya for Euphoria. So yeah, can't really comment on that one either. Um, hopefully Zendaya doesn't win. I'm annoyed by that show so much. I've never seen it, but it doesn't look good, but people love it for some reason. Well, she's also Peter Parker's lady. Yeah, no, she's fine. I don't have a problem with her uh, in general, but uh, I'm just saying that that show that it's like the whole show is that they do drugs 
and they're only 16. It's like, ah, that bores me. Um, now, here's a really good category here. Outstanding lead actor in a limited or anthology series. A lot of, a lot of stars in this one. So you got Colin Firth for The Staircase, Andrew Garfield for The Under the Banner of Heaven, Oscar Isaac for Scenes from a Marriage, uh, Michael Keaton for Dope Sick, uh, Himesh Patel for Station Eleven, and Sebastian Stan for Pam and Tommy. So um, those people are all in movies. Like that's the that's the benefit of these um, limited series is you can get these people in these shows that wouldn't otherwise be in a, a six season series. You know, so um, yeah, Michael Keaton should win, right? Yeah, I'd say so. We should give it to him. He's just. We like him. The other guys will win other awards. I mean, Andrew Garfield is Oscar nominations. You don't have to give him an award here. Um, yeah, and then the same for uh, actress in uh, anthology. Tony Collette for The Staircase. Julia Garner for Inventing Anna. Lily James for Pam and Tommy. Uh, Sarah Paulson for Impeachment, uh, American Crime Story, which I think it's its only nomination. So those things usually pick up tons of nominations. Uh, Margaret Qualley for Maid and uh, Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. So. Um, Lily James did a great job. She had to wear uh, all kinds of prosthetics to play Pam Anderson. So uh, she probably deserves that. Yeah. So uh, now I'm going to look at the most nominated shows just to see what they really uh, love here. So um, Succession is the most nominated show. 25 nominations. So that's for all the the little things as well. Um, Ted Lasso and White Lotus uh, got 20 each. So that's a lot. Dead Lasso still very popular. That uh, that big uh, last year's Emmys won a ton. Still never watched it. It's still Apple TV Plus. Still haven't checked that out. Um, and then Hacks and o- Only Murders in the Building had seventeen. So yeah, everyone on Only Murders in the Building seemingly got nominated except for Selena Gomez. And I think Steve, Steve Martin said something like, "It's kind of fucked up. You're like singling her out at that point." So I don't know. Do better in season two, right? Yeah. They'll probably make it up to her then. Um, but they, of course, they were going to nominate Steve Martin and Martin Short because they want them at their award show. Kind of kind of big deals there. Yeah, the two amigos are going to yeah. show up. Maybe. Yeah, I think every, just everyone loves them. You know, there's just not, who's going to say a bad thing about them? He plays a banjo. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, by oh, usually they show it by network. They didn't put that together on Wikipedia yet. That's disappointing. But I like to see that because it seems like uh, Netflix did not do that well this year usually they they have like the crown or something that like just carries shit um stranger things didn't get any big um like acting or best series or anything like that um did get some technical stuff disney plus none of their shows got nominated for for basically anything whoa um so kind of a fail for them i mean they're the year before they got um like mandalorian and wandavision and stuff got nominations but yeah this year pretty much shut out yeah netflix the only uh, Squid Game and Ozark got nominated for stuff, but yeah, not a great year for them. Yeah, and Prime Video still not a big deal. <laughs> Poor Mr. Bezos, not uh, he's not found the big critical hit. Yeah, yeah, little by little, we'll get yeah. there. Yeah, you know, just maybe spend more money. You have it, you know. I don't know. Or he's got he's got a uh, what MGM now. You know, do something with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they are. They just recently oh, yeah. acquired them. Well, that Lord of the Rings thing is supposed to be like no one cares. It cost five billion dollars for one season of TV. It's like, oh, okay, do what you have to. Yeah, 
All right. Well, that's what I got for the the Emmys. So uh, All right. I guess those, the, the show will be later, <laughs> uh, September 12th. Okay. Oh, geez. So a uh, long time to think about these. So, yeah. You can sleep yeah. on it. Submit your ballots now. Um, it doesn't count because you're not part of the Emmy Academy or whatever, but, you know, just for fun. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code. Tony. That is T-O-N-Y to get 65% off off the dog leash you've been waiting for. This thing works with your dog's current collar or harness. So plug in promo code Tony. Get 65% off. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. The cliplessleash.com. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? And I didn't get a chance to run through my list and do a movie, uh, you know, best of uh, the year kind of thing for myself. So I, I have two. I've got a lot because, yeah, last week was uh, slow, I guess. Um, so I think I'm going to go with seven here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Is that a record? No, I think I've had more than that. Good grief. But I've got some interesting narrative threads here. Um, but I'll start off here uh, with a, a, a series that I watched, uh, Pistol. It's on Hulu. Uh, it was produced by FX, directed by Danny Boyle. It is the story of the Sex Pistols. So um, just a six-episode series, all released at once. Uh, didn't get great reviews, but I still enjoyed it for the most part. I think there's it wasn't great, but I could see some of the production value. There's some different things here. I really liked uh, some of the acting. The uh, the guy who played Malcolm McLaren, their, their manager, who's just like a, just a, just one of the worst people. Um, he was great. Uh, really had good energy there. And then uh, the guy who played Johnny Rotten in this was really great as well. Uh, never seen most of these people in this. Um, Malcolm McLaren's like wife in this. She's like she runs the, the clothing store. Um, turns out she's Elon Musk's ex-wife in real life twice. Like they got divorced and they got married again. They got divorced again. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, good. that's an, that's an adventure right there. But, um, yeah, I liked it. it. It's from the perspective of Steve Jones. He's the one who, he wrote the book. Um, and he's popular radio host in LA for the last like 20 years. Very, um, pleasant guy. People like him while Johnny Rotten is kind of like an asshole and people don't really like him. And he sued to try to block this show from existing and he did lose the, uh, the, that suit and the show happened. So yeah, grateful for that. So if you're a fan of, uh, that era, you want to see, uh, late seventies Britain, I think it's done well. It's, it's British people making it. So it's not just some like dumb American They're like, Oh, I'm going to make it. So, um, I think it feels authentic, but I guess I wouldn't know for sure, but yeah. So that's pistol. Uh, Available, all of them, on Hulu right now. All right. Um, and I'll do another TV show here. Um, we were just speaking of Mr. Bezos and his Amazon Prime. Uh, I watched The Boys. That's probably the best show that he has on his service. Uh, but it's not really an Emmy-type um, show. Although I guess it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been eligible because I don't think it started until after the, uh, the period here. But uh, that wrapped up its third season this past week. Uh, overall, a really good season. But the last episode kind of... Uh, it wasn't just me who was a little disappointed by it. Uh, a lot of people were like, where is this going? It kind of has the problem uh, I think The Walking Dead had of like, okay, you're setting up this bad guy that you hate. What do you do? Like, It's like there's the writers are like, well, if we let them beat the bad guy, 
then we don't have the great bad guy. But it's not satisfying if you let the bad guy keep getting away forever. It's just like eventually you're just going to kind of have to wrap it up. I'm picturing like Breaking Bad. Um, Giancarlo Esposito is great. He's great in that show. You couldn't let him be the bad guy for like four straight seasons, right? You had to eventually get rid of him. So um, I think that's my uh, take on the boys season three is they're kind of they're kind of stuck with that. But um, season four is already confirmed. That might be the last season. So, whoa. Yeah, but still very good show. Uh, very uh, resonance with current events. Uh, really does a, a great job of that stuff. So, all right, all right. Well, do you want to do one before I get into some movies here? Sure. I watched a uh, Jack Ryan show, a movie from uh, 1994, and actually starring Raymond Cruz, played Tuco from Breaking Bad, uh, mm-hmm. the other bad guy in that movie. And uh, first saw him, he had his, his face painted, and I was like, who is this guy? Oh, blew my mind. You can Even just then, like, he's got such an intensity to him, it's horrifying. I think knowing what he can play. But I watched uh, on Paramount Plus, Clear and Present Danger, Harrison Ford, killing it on this, I think the sequel, right? This isn't the first one. Uh, very yeah, fun. I, know. I mean, I mean, technically, Alec Baldwin was the first one. So, well, of the Harrison Ford yeah. two. Uh, so I watched the other one. I don't know how long ago, but uh, in the last year or so, this one's wonderful. Watched it last night. It's two hours twenty one minutes, and uh, involves the ma- or the drug dealers in uh, Colombia, and uh, you know our people, and some uh, off the grid uh, special ops guys. It's very fun. It has all of it. It has politics. It has corruption. It has power. It has greed and money. And wonderful. Very good. Willem Dafoe, Andy. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I don't remember which one. I've, se- I've seen this one, but that was like, it's probably like 12 years old and I watched it on TBS or something. So don't remember too much. Yeah, of so it. Patriot Games was 92. Okay. Yeah. Bring him back, you know. Harrison Ford isn't doing anything. Uh, it's his birthday today, yeah. Andy. Do a uh, into the Jack Ryan verse. So you got um, Jim Halpert, and I mean Baldwin. You don't want to have him around. He's today is dangerous. his 80th birthday. Wow, yeah, that is old. <laughs> he will be gone soon enough. That's sad. Unless he discovers something in the jungle that lets him stay alive forever. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know what he's up to. Mm-mm. He flies a lot. Yeah. Har- less harsh if on he's your He's 80. He can't be doing that anymore, right? You don't, don't have the reaction time to land a plane at 80. He could be still in a plane. Yeah, but he's not flying him, right? Yeah. All right. What else you got? Uh, I spent some time with uh, Roland Emmerich. So I watched uh, Independence Day, which was added to Hulu. Um, around the 4th of July. It's like, hey, it's there. That's cool. Hadn't seen the full thing in a, in a, in a while. Um, I don't think that movie is that great, but it's iconic. Um, it's good, good first hour, but then I don't think it really nails what it's setting up. Uh, but then I remembered that I had never seen the sequel. I know the sequel is bad. It is. But bad. I'm like, I should try it out just to see what it's like because sometimes bad movies are fun. And, yeah. you know, I think that's uh, appropriate for this movie. Um, it is cheap as hell. This movie, like, so Independence Day Resurgence from 2016, 
Um, there are some cool ideas in this, like especially they used the alien technology and they built a cool moon base. And then there was the, um, oh, there was a spaceship that crashed during the original events of the first movie. There was a, a ship that crashed, but like or didn't crash, it just landed, and the aliens kind of like built their own like fort in the middle of Africa or something. So like the African warlords were like at war with the aliens for like a decade or something. Like, that's a cool idea. I'd watch that movie instead of uh, this movie. Um, but yeah, you could tell uh, they weren't getting the right funding for this movie because number one, uh, there's an Asian character in this movie that does nothing has no purpose, but they're like, we got to put an Asian character in this movie because China will then give us like a hundred million dollars. Um, mm. And then there's a lot of really cheap things. A lot of this movie takes place at a base, just like the first movie. And it is just all green screen. That looks awful. Um, it's just like this. They did not have the budget for this movie. I mean, that's kind of why the first movie is so iconic. It was like really good effects for, for yeah, the, the time. Air Force base right by your house. Um, yeah. Um, but this this one was, you know, what they have with the new technology of green screens and CGI and everything. It's like, well, we could do it this way. And it's like it was pretty noticeable. Um, but yeah, it was nice to have uh, Jeff Goldblum, Black, Goldblum back. Um, had made no sense to involve Judd Hirsch again in this movie as, as his father. It was like such an inconsequential part to the plot. That's just <laughs> impressive. He's still alive. Yeah, they're like, let's just get him back. He's here. So, um, yeah, very uh, not good, not good. But you know, it's there, and it's sometimes we need bad movies to exist because they can be entertaining. Yeah. Um, which then got me to uh, his <laughs> the next Roland Emmerich movie. Uh, that came out this year, Moonfall. Remember Moonfall? How did you watch that? Oh, I rented it. Oh. I actually paid money for this. It was $3. Um, Amazon was like, hey, we're putting movies on sale before Prime Day. So it was $3 to watch yeah, I've been this wanting movie. to watch this, but I'm not going to pay um, for it because it's supposed yeah, to be terrible. It was $3. Um, it suffers from a lot of the same problems as Independence Day re- Resurgence and in that it was, um, you could tell they didn't have any budget. Uh, this was actually, I think, technically an independent movie that he had to get financing by himself so he had to go to chinese people so there's another useless chinese person in this movie uh there's ads for kaspersky internet security if you know who they are they are a uh, uh, russian and um no one in america would ever use that security um antivirus anymore because yeah. they're probably filtering everything right to putin uh so pretty hilarious and then the yeah, same thing of just the effects looked really bad in some places there's a whole sequence out of like um there's like a flood at a hotel and it just looks so bad. Um, very noticeable one where Patrick Wilson gets on like a motorcycle to drive away and it's just into like um, Griffith Observatory, which everyone knows what that looks like in L.A. there. And it's like such clear, like just green screen. Uh, and then a weird car chase uh, involving Michael Pena for some reason. You want to talk about guys getting out of their car and uh, out of the window like that. Uh, Michael Pena was doing that, trying to shoot some guys down. But hmm. um, yeah, if you didn't know that the plot of Moonfall is the moon is uh, falling to Earth, and uh, the closer it gets, the more uh, terrible effects we'll have. Uh, you know, the tides will rise, and it'll be flooding, and it'll yeah, affect, I'm screwed. Uh, it'll affect gravity and all this stuff. Yeah, we'd be fucked immediately um, with this thing. Um, but there's a very, it's very, I think it's just bad writing because they didn't know what they're doing. There's like a conspiracy guy who like knows this is going to happen, and he discovers it, and um, he actually. Uh, impersonates a UCI professor to get the data, which is like, oh, that's funny, UCI. That's nice. Huh. Um, but that is inconsequential. He's not the actual, they don't, him discovering it, it's not like Jeff Goldman in Independence Day where then he goes to the president and actually convinces him that this is happening. It doesn't matter. 
he he tells people and they don't believe him, and then NASA just figures it out anyways. And it's like interesting. What? what? Like what? And it's that uh that fat guy from uh John Snow's friend. Yeah. Uh, he's the, the conspiracy guy. Um, yeah, Patrick Wilson is a NASA guy who is a disgraced because um, someone died on his mission, and he swears there was like some sort of crazy energy that did it. But they're like, you're crazy. But no, there really was because it was going to the moon. Something that was kind of disappointing. I thought this would be more of a space movie. That's how it looked like it was built. But it was like they don't go to space for like an hour and ten minutes. It was a lot of like the same kind of shit that Roland Emmerich is known for of like like floods and stuff like that and um then there's a whole side plot involving Michael Pena for some reason I don't know why he's in this movie why he he's like yeah I'll be the eighth lead in this movie that's not any good like you're better than this Michael Pena you don't need to do this he's he's you know in all the Roland Emmerich movies there's like a stepfather that you're supposed to hate like the main character is divorced and then there's a stepfather that you're like that guy's a tool so he plays that guy and it's like why why are you doing that role um, but yeah, there's a hilarious scene where they're in a car chase trying to outrun the moon, I guess. <laughs> Happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, the last hour of this movie is like 14 different sci-fi cliches like Terminator and Mass Effect, the video game and 2001 and The Matrix. And it's just like they took every idea from every sci-fi movie and they're like, what if we just combine it? And that'll be the ending of this movie. It's like fucking wild and stupid, but um, I find that entertaining. That this is a this is a movie that's bad but fun to watch, um, which I think it describes a lot of his movies. So none of them, none of them are works of art, you know. Yeah, they're just the day. To what's be the, the day after tomorrow? Yeah. It's a great one. Yeah, not art, but art to somebody. All right, what else do you have? How many do you have left? I got three on here. Um, All right, should I finish yeah, my one? Yeah. It's going to be quick. I started the terminal list on Amazon Prime. It's an eight-episode show about Chris Pratt. is a uh, Navy SEAL who uh, some shit went down, and uh, something's going on with him internally, and uh, he's got to figure it out. And uh, Is it inside? Or, uh, you know, are the, the book's cooked kind of thing? What's going on? And again, I've only watched one episode so far, so uh, I'm enjoying it. And uh, we'll watch more. And yeah, it's fun so far. Check it out on Amazon Prime. Okay. Well, uh, all right. So uh, I also spent some time with uh, Russell Crowe this weekend. Um, oh, I Gladiator. went uh, beginning and end of his career here. Um, and by end, I mean most recent, not the end of his career. Uh, the first movie I watched here, a movie called Romper Stomper, uh, Australian movie from 1992. Uh, this is on Amazon Prime. I'd heard of this movie before, but I've never seen it. But I saw there, there it is on Amazon Prime. Uh, he plays a, uh, a leader of a skinhead, skinhead gang. Pretty uh, awful guy. Um, well, this is a this is a good movie, a sm- smaller movie, Australian. I probably would assume independent movie uh, where they're always they're getting in trouble and fighting. Uh, Fighting the Asian immigrants because they don't want them there, and they're in their Melbourne town, um, just doing awful shit. And uh, yeah, he's he's great. You could see right away why this guy was going to be a star, and he's just like has a presence. Just hmm. clearly the the leader here of that gang, and you know probably starts as kind of the protagonist, and then gets darker and darker. But um, yeah, pretty good little crime movie, independent thing. With a young Russell Crowe. 
Uh, then I did go to the theaters and watched uh, Thor Love and Thunder, where Russell Crowe does make a an appearance. Um, not the star of the movie, but uh, definitely a highlight playing Zeus. And uh, he's doing a basically a Greek. He's doing a Greek accent. And from what I heard um, in Australia, there were a lot of Greek immigrants and a lot of people did would do comedy characters based on these Greek immigrants. And it was kind of racist, but it was the 1980s. So it was actually hilarious at the time. And so he's basically just doing that same thing. And it was uh, it was hilarious. And it's just, you know, it's uh, overweights. Russell Crowe has just a lazy God who then has this funny accent. Um, nice little role. Uh, but the movie was kind of a kind of a miss. I don't think it was bad, but certainly not as good as the last Thor movie. Uh, too many storylines i would say are too too much going on uh, and so the main story is uh christian bale is uh gore the god butcher he, he is a a mission to kill all the gods because the gods actually are lazy and don't care about their subjects anymore and uh christian bale is great and this movie kind of wastes that uh, i think it's kind of ironic that christian bale was batman but he was so overshadowed uh, at least in the second two movies, by the villain. Like, if you think of the Batman movies, you think of the Joker or you think of Bane. And so I think Christian Bale's like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be the Joker for this movie. Um, but The Dark Knight was so great because it focused so much on the Joker and really made him kind of a, a lead character where his character in this movie just doesn't get enough screen time. It's not about his motivation as much. But yeah, when he does get to be there, he is creepy. Really, really well done. So I think that's kind of... Oh, the highlight of the movie is Christian Bale, which is no surprise. He's just one of our best, but um, they should have made him basically the main character. And Thor is just kind of the guy they're trying to interrupt his uh, evil plan. But um, instead, Thor has his own subplots and the movie starts with him with the Guardians of the Galaxy because that's where we last left him. But it's really awkward and not very good. A huge waste of that cast of characters that uh, are really good. And I think it was some of the best stuff of uh, Avengers Infinity War is them teaming up and it's just like none of that magic was here. Um, yeah, so I think disappointing. I think it's still fine, but it's disappointing. I, I wanted more from this, but uh, it's still going to make a billion dollars. So, oh, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the last thing, because I watched this, the most recent Marvel movie, I, I went and watched the one Marvel movie I had never seen before. And that was uh, Eternals from late last year. This is the, uh, the worst reviewed Marvel movie ever made. Uh, the only wow. rotten movie uh, from that they've ever done. Uh, and what's interesting about it is that, well, number one, the, the director of it won Best Picture of the Year before, so she's definitely competent, is that it's, it's poorly reviewed because it's boring and uninteresting more than it is a mess. It is no, it's, now, it's no moonfall, you know? It is actually, like, well-made, and it feels bigger and better than a lot of these recent Marvel movies where it's like, you could tell they're made during COVID and everything, CGI and everything where uh, Eternals is, is real. It's filmed on location and real like landscapes and everything. Uh, but it's just not suited for a movie. The story they're telling that it's like uh, these 10 ancient beings that uh, came from space to earth to protect it and help them guide their civilization. You know, 8,000 years ago, I think it was is when they came to earth. And, um, 
they split up 500 years before the present day. They split up and did their own thing, but they don't like use their powers to help anyone. They just kind of exist. And now there's a new threat and they have to come back together. Um, they decide to like one by one do a new scene. Like, all right, well, we found the bad guy. We now got to warn this person. And then they go to that person's house and warn them. And then they all go to the next person's house and warn Can't them. Call. And then they go to the next. And it's just like, this is, this could be a good, a sh- uh, good show. Like every episode is the story of this, this person, but it's like that. It's like two hours of the movie is just them doing that. And then, then they have a big fight at the end. And it's like, who thought this was a good idea for a, a script? Like there's, there's good stuff in it, but very, very strange that they, that's the way they wanted to structure it. Cause it's just, it is more like a TV show than it is a, a movie, but the movie parts are, can be good. Uh, it, it starts off with uh, Jon Snow uh, kind of being like, he's not one of these uh, ancient alien guys. He's just a normal guy who gets caught up in it. And you're like, Oh, he's going to be the, you know, the audience surrogate is going to be around long for the ride doing the like, wait, what, what does this mean? And he's asking the questions. Uh, no, he gets like jettisoned after the first sequence. And then he's only shows up back at the end of the movie. I'm like, why, why would you do that? That seems like so obvious that he'd, he'd be the guy along for the adventure asking questions, but no, it's like, that's too obvious. We're going to do something weird. So yeah, I don't know what that movie uh, was doing. Yeah. I'm going to skip it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think you could watch it, but it's still, it's interesting to talk about and, and also, yeah. yeah, Kumail Nanjiani's in it. And so that was a big deal. Remember, he got he got buff. Yeah. And it's like people got mad. His character is a coward who leaves before the big fight. Like, I'm sorry to spoil it, but that is literally Whoa. what happens. And it's very weird. Like, why would you do that? Why would you? I would. <laughs> I don't I wouldn't want to take that role. Like, I'd read the last page of the script or at least the last 30 pages and be like, wait, so I'm not even in the end of it because I'm a coward. That's what that's what you want to tell. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Um, yeah, well, yeah. he didn't. Now yeah. he's a big star, <laughs> and he's not. He's not any bigger than than he was he's two years Wars. ago. Yeah, he went from being in a Marvel movie to being in two episodes of a Star Wars <laughs> TV show. So that's a downgrade. Sorry, yeah. didn't work out for him. Now he's a slave to Disney for some reason. Maybe they made him do it. They're like, hey, the movie you're in was bad so you actually owe us yeah you have to do the show that's how it works it's in the contract yeah all right anything else to add uh no that was uh way too much yeah we've been uh cooking on this one well you've been listening to episode 279 of the tony steak podcast i'm sean and join with me we had off road andy yep thank you we'll see you later